Good afternoon, everyone, and I just want to welcome everyone to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. Oh, my goodness, and it's just, I look forward to these every Monday, and I'm your host, the facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, better known as Mr. Speaker, and you're listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Today, we're going to continue on our journey of politics, and we're going to talk about um elections before we get started bishop i want to ask you this question you know especially in the african-american community we you know we tend to vote sometime and you know not all the time but can you explain to us or give us some insight onto why voting itself really really matters well good afternoon sir i hope you're doing fine and and to everyone that's listening uh voting is a very precious right particularly for African-Americans in our country, as you know, that we had to fight, we had to bleed, we had, many of us even died for the right for us to be able to actually vote um, in an election process. So we as African-Americans need to vote any and every time there is an election. If there's a school board election, if there is a local election. It doesn't have to be a national or uh, a presidential election, but it can uh, it can be at the local level, which is very very important. We need to to elect uh, individuals to office who have our best interest at heart, and so we just need to vote. Period, because that's a duty of a good citizen, and especially uh, if if the right to vote was given to you. Uh, through means of, of fighting and, and pushing uh, so that you could get that right, you definitely need to do that. So it's important to do that. Also, we hold our political leaders accountable. When we vote, we hold them accountable uh, for the actions that they have done in the past, uh, the things that they have supported or the things that they did not support in the past. And that is critical uh, to us being citizens of this country. So we just need to vote, period, regardless of where we are and who we are. We need to be able to vote. That is the ideal citizen and the responsibility of an ideal citizen. Bishop, you mentioned voting basically anytime you get the opportunity. We hear a lot about national elections. How important are local elections? Well, uh, politics is local. All politics is local. I think uh, someone said that, and and I would like to quote them, that all politics is local because whatever is happening on the floor of the United States Congress and the House of Representatives on the floor of the Senate, that may not affect you directly, but the pothole that you passed up going to your home, that affects you directly. So if all politics is is local, then that means everything affects you closer to you. People may watch C-SPAN, they may watch CNN or Fox News and see what's happening in Washington, but it's not really close to them until it affects them at home. You want to make sure that you have good schools for your children to go to, and therefore you might have to vote for a millage in order for that to happen so that it can fund the school system. Um, There are potholes in the street. You have to make sure that your city council person is standing up for you in city council meetings. Those are the types of things 
that we look at every day. And whatever affects us locally, whatever touches us locally is what we will directly know about. So um, national elections are fine. Nothing wrong with that. But we need to really focus a lot of times also on the local issues because those are the ones that affect us directly and have the most local impact for us. Uh, we're not going to talk about Washington much um, as it relates to what ha- what is happening at home because that is what affects you more. Thank you so very much for that insight. Before we move into our main topic today, dealing with um, midterms, can you give us a brief overview um, of basically what are the different branches of the government and then give us a, a difference between the House and the Senate? Well, there are three branches of government. There is the executive, uh, the, ju- the, the legislative, and the judicial. The executive is the body that actually implements and get the laws handled as far as administrating or governing. Uh, When we think of the executive branch of government, we're thinking about the United States president. The president is the one who executes and makes sure that the laws are executed Um, as a president, as a governor. Those are the individuals that handle um, what happens and how it happens. Now, that's the executive branch of government. The legislative branch of government are those people who serve in the legislature. Uh, For instance, if you are a member of Congress, you can serve in the House of Representatives, which is based upon the population of individuals uh, within a certain area. And then the United States Senate, there are two members from every state who are members of the United States Senate Um, and that they make the laws and in the legislature in the individual states. For instance, I am in the state of Arkansas and Arkansas uh, just completed the session of the Arkansas legislature and they made laws so that the governor could sign uh, or they, they, they passed legislation rather. So the governor could sign it into law. Well, the same way with the Congress, it makes legislation so that the president can sign it into law. Uh, So that's the legislative form of government. And then the judicial form of government uh, is the courts, the court system. Uh, The United States Supreme Court is the highest um, interpretive body for any particular law uh, after it is passed. If there is a controversy over it, many people go before the United States Supreme Court and the Supreme Court gives their interpretation of what the Constitution states and why uh, they have to make a decision on that type of thing, such as the Brown versus the Board of Education uh, and other issues uh, that have been handled over the years, such as discrimination and uh, other things that have affected different groups of our population. So there we have it, the, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial form of government. Now, let's talk about the United States House of Representatives and the United States Senate. The House of Representatives, as I mentioned earlier, is based upon population of a certain area. And every state may not have the same number. As a matter of fact, I know every state does not have the same number of members of the United States Congress in the House of Representatives. 
Uh, for instance, smaller states may have, uh, in, in the state of Arkansas, we have four uh, congressional representatives and two United States senators. Uh, in another state, because of their population, it might be bigger. So that's the situation in the House of Representatives. And, and, and the laws generally begin uh, in the House of Representatives, and then they go to the United States Senate. The Senate is a different body altogether. Um, every member of the United States Senate, there are two members of the U.S. Senate per state. So they have an equal number of individuals who are representative. And, and those people handle um, the, the various, uh, they, they make sure that the appointments, uh, for instance, when pres the president is appointing his cabinet, they have to go through a hearing through the United States Senate. Whenever the president is impeached, uh, it, there's a hearing in the United States Senate. So it's a different group. The Senate is, is it's, it's fewer people in the United States Senate. There are 100 senators and there are 435 members of the House of Representatives. And so that gives you an understanding of what both houses do and what they handle. Thank you, Bishop. So now let's move into this. We, we, we just had a, a general election. Talk to us about midterms. What are they and why are they so important? What are the implications or the impact of those midterm elections? Well, that is a very good question. And as we go into or uh, we'll be coming shortly into a presidential year, uh, year um, 2020, we just completed that election. And 2024 is another presidential election. But in 2022, it will be what we consider to be the midterm elections in the United States. They are um, midterm elections are just generally the, the general elections that are held near the midpoint of a president's four year term in office. Um, and in this particular instance, in 2022, there will be some U.S. senators who will be re, uh, up for for election, a uh, reelection. There will be. Uh, every member of the House of Representatives is elected every two years. Every member of the United States Senate is elected every six years. And depending upon who the individual is in office, uh, for instance, in this case, the Democrats are in control of the White House. Um, and so the Democrats would, of course, like to keep as many members in the United States Congress that they can. Uh, right now, the House of Representatives is uh, controlled by the Democratic Party and the United States Senate is controlled by the Republican Party. So in the midterm elections, this is what's going to happen. You are going to have Democrats who are trying to hold on to the offices that they have, and you will have Republicans trying to garner or gain more seats uh, so that they could rule um, the, the Senate or they can they can continue uh, to control the Senate or that they can flip the House uh, to make it a uh, majority control. It, it would be controlled by uh, the Republicans. So it just depends upon what political party you in and what party controls what House of government. 
Um, and so that's what, what would be happening in this particular instance. So in 2022, you will see a lot of individuals running for the Senate, uh, about 30 or so individuals will be running for the United States Senate, running for reelection or running to be elected to the United States Senate. And the Democrats want to control the Senate. So they're going to do everything that they can to get their individuals in office. And then the Republicans, they want to keep control of the Senate. So they are going to do everything that they can to make certain that they keep control of the U.S. Senate. Uh, now, with that being said, we all know that the presidential election comes every four years, which in this case will be 2024. And with that being the scenario, you will probably about that time see a lot of individuals who would like to run for the presidency, particularly in the party that is not in control. The Democrats, they're in control of the White House. So uh, I, I would imagine that very few Democrats would be trying to run against the incumbent president, although that happens. But in, in, in many cases, that probably will not be the situation, especially if the party that is in control of the White House is satisfied with the occupant of the White House. But the opposite party, and in this instance, the Republican Party, I'm quite sure that there will be individuals who can feel that or who feel rather that they can do a better job of being uh, elected and, and serving in the White House. So you will have a lot of Republicans uh, with name recognition who will probably say, I would like to be a candidate for the U.S. presidency. And you will see a lot of them uh, evolve and, and uh, come uh, up over the years, uh, in the next year or so. And, and they will be supporting individuals during the midterm election so that they can prepare themselves for 2024. That's generally how it works. So basically, every four years, even though every four years there's an election, but the moment the presidential election was over in 2020, uh, it, it began the race for the White House in 2024, depending upon what political party you are uh, a part of. That's how it works. And every four years, it's a constant campaign. Every two years, it's a constant campaign. And many individuals feel that there needs to be something, particularly when you have people elected every two years, because basically you have a year of actually doing the things in the job. And then that that uh, six months to a year, you're campaigning for office. So it's very difficult for you to continue that process. So that's generally how it works. And the midterm election happens again uh, about midpoint of a presidential of the presidential election. So it would be in 2022. And every political party, both political parties are trying to make certain that they keep individuals in office because they want to stay in control of the Senate, of the House, all of the governors. They want, uh, Republicans want more Republican governors. Democrats want more Democratic governors. Uh, members of the legislature, they want uh, members of the legislature to serve in both political parties. They want to control the state legislators, uh, state legislatures. So that's that's the situation with the midterm elections. And so most people go out if they vote in the national elections, but there's uh, a lower voter turnout in midterm elections. For those who are listening, why is it so important for me as a voter, regardless of, of a party? I'm not we're not discussing parties. Why is it so important that I get out and vote in a midterm? How does that impact me? It impacts you 
because one, you want to make sure that the individual you vote for is representative of what you think they should do. If you have a member of Congress who is supportive of things that you are not in support of, then of course, you definitely want to vote to let your voice be heard. They might have someone running against them that have more of an inkling toward what you would like to see happen. And so, of course, you want to make sure that that person is in office or you would like to confirm or make certain that the individual who is in office, they get reelected. It, it's it's either way. Um, in some cases, if you're not supportive of that of the individual in office, then you want to make sure that an individual comes in that will support your viewpoint. That's it's just important to do that. And you keep an ongoing relationship uh, with the media, uh, with those people who are in office so that you can know, all right, I need to make certain that this individual is rewarded or this individual is disappointed, depending upon how you view it. That's important. And it helps you to monitor what our members of Congress are doing. Wow. You're listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, and we're talking today about midterm elections. Going to open it up to the floor for questions at this time um, during this short break. Do you, does anyone have a question at all today um, for the bishop regarding the whole concept of midterm elections? All right. Well, Bishop, is there anything else that you'd like to say on this point today? Oh, it's very vital that we uh, continue to make certain that people are elected to office that hold our viewpoints. And we also need to hold uh, political office holders accountable for what they do and what they say. It is critical. It is very critical. And, and what can happen in one state could affect what's happening in, uh, in your particular state. Um, it's just critical that we do that and make certain that people know this is what's on the table. And if you want this to happen, then sit back. Don't be, if you don't want this to happen, you just sit back and don't be involved. And I guarantee you it will happen. But if you want to change in government, or if you would like to see things happen uh, on a higher level, on a better basis than what it is being done now, regardless of what political party, you need to let your voice be heard, whether it's in a midterm election, whether it's a uh, every four year presidential election, whether it's a local election, you need to let your voice be heard at the ballot box, regardless of local, national, regional, whatever the case is, let your voice be heard. That's the only way that we can get things done in government thank you bishop while you were talking another question i know i wanted to close but i know god ordains government uh, which is strict is biblical what is your view on clergy holding political offices it depends upon uh the individual for instance um if you are a member of the clergy and you have a desire to run for public office there's nothing wrong for wrong with that if that's what you'd like to do. But you must understand that when you are uh, politically involved uh, as a clergyman, you must always know that Judgment Day is way more important 
than election day. So what I'm saying to individuals who have a strong faith and they're involved in government, nothing wrong with it, but do not let your decisions be based upon the moment of getting reelected. Because in the final analysis, you are going to have to be called into question of what you support or what you don't support. And Judgment Day, um, to me, in front of my creator, is more important than the Election Day results. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and that I am able to, uh, when, when that day comes, I'm able to say, I did this for this reason and it be the right reason. In other words, always do what's right, regardless. There is a book called Profile and Courage, and it was written by then-Senator John F. Kennedy before he became president. And it had to do with eight United States senators who made some very tough decisions. They made some very tough calls. And in some of those instances, those senators were not reelected or they were ridiculed because of, of a position that they took. But in each case, they took a position that they thought was the best position at the time. They took politics and threw it out of the window and said, I'm voting this way because it's the right thing to do. And there are sometimes, all times, we need to do the right thing, regardless of whether it will be good for our political careers or not. So a member of clergy can obviously run for public office. Nothing wrong with that. And a member of clergy can hold um, a position in government. But always know that Judgment Day is uh, very important and even more important than Election Day. All right. You heard it right here on On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. Judgment Day is more important than Election Day. And I can hear the words of my grandmother say, right is right if you're the only one doing it and wrong is wrong even if everybody's doing it. Thank you so very much, Bishop, for this insightful conversation today. Thank you for the opportunity. And it sounds like we had the same grandmother. That was, <laughs> that was instilled in me as well. Yes. You, you are also right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's old school. Well, yes, sir. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.